Hi, Pennington AG family. My name is Hope, the student ministries director here at the church, and you are listening to the Pennington AG devotional. Good morning or evening or whenever you're listening. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about the community we see in Acts 2, 42 to 47. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Reading this passage, your first thought might be just how far off what is described here is from what a reality has been this past year. I don't know about you, but there hasn't been much breaking of bread for me with people besides my family. But in the past couple of months, my family has gotten really into the Great British Baking Show on Netflix. Honestly, it's just a really fun and wholesome watch. This is a competition show. They are all competing to be named the Great British Baker of their season, but they're so kind to each other and genuinely become friends. You'll often even see them stopping to encourage one another or to help someone else finish if they're already done, assembling biscuits and shoe pastry at the very last minute. But probably the best part of the season is the final, where the last three bakers compete. My favorite part about this episode is that they always have a big gathering of all their family, friends, and all of the bakers who have already been sent home. All of these people gather outside the baking tent, and when the bake is over, they bring out their showstopper bakes as the crowd cheers for them. And eventually, someone is crowned the winner. And for some reason, every single time we watch these seasons close, my parents and I get weirdly emotional. At first, I didn't know why, but I was a psychology major in college, and I couldn't not analyze that. I realized that my two favorite things about the show were the kindness they show to one another and the celebration and joy and community at the end. First, for the obvious reasons of what the pandemic has stripped from many of us, seeing people we love, being in community, sharing meals, but there's more to it. It really hit me one day when my mom and I were watching and I said, wow, they're so kind to each other. And my mom looked at me a little bit teary-eyed and said, People just aren't that kind to each other anymore, Hope. And you know, I think this past year we have had to grieve more than we may even realize, especially relationally. Not only do we not get to physically be around people as much, but we have had to grieve a sense of unity completely. And as I was sitting here writing out my thoughts, I still don't think I'm able to really put words to that. But the thing about all that we have grieved relationally this year is that as much as we may have learned to be alone more or have gotten used to disunity, we weren't made to thrive in that. As a staff, we recently read a book called The Other Half of Church. This book takes a dive into how our brain science affects our Christianity and faith. It talks about how there are two halves of church, the rational half and the relational half, and how we need both of them for transformation. Each chapter talks about a different element needed to create this healthy soil and transformation, one being hesed love of securely attached communities. You may have heard the Hebrew word hesed described as something like an enduring covenant love. In the book, it says that Hebrew scholars admit that it is difficult to capture the nuances of hesed with a single word in English, so translators often use several words in modern languages. In different versions of the Bible, it is translated as great love, loyal kindness, loving kindness, mercies, and faithful love. 
The author talks about how it can also be described as what neuroscientists call attachment. As much as it can be defined in many ways, I think you know exactly what it is if you have truly experienced it in a community of people. And I think we see it lived out in Acts 2. For me, I read Acts 2 and the chapter on Hesed in my book and automatically think of my community when I was at the College of New Jersey. I ate most of my meals with that community on the second floor of the student center or in the dining hall. We would have large group meetings for our Christian fellowship on Thursday nights, and we would often go to Buffalo Wild Wings afterwards. At one time, we got to the point where I had to regretfully tell the hostess that we had 25 people and then watch as more and more people flocked in throughout the night. We would often have about 40 of us by the end of the night spread out at tables throughout the Buffalo Wild Wings. But it wasn't just eating. Our community had hard things happen too. We walked with each other through losing parents to having loved ones go through very scary health problems and mental health struggles to our own physical and mental health battles. We stayed up late in people's dorm rooms or basements talking about what God was teaching us, directions the Lord was pulling us in. And while we saw God work in crazy ways with more and more people coming to know Jesus on our college campus every week people being healed, and even just in the deep love we had for one another. We were all very different, different ethnicities, backgrounds, majors, interests, personalities, but we were held together by shared love, shared love for Jesus and shared love for one another and the people on our campus. Were we perfect? Absolutely not. We often made mistakes and hurt one another, but the way I experienced this community and the way they loved me completely changed and transformed my faith in Jesus. We cannot let this past year make us think that community isn't worth it, that there is less hurt involved if we just keep to ourselves, because the truth is we cannot be transformed alone. So I want to read Acts 2 to you again, and as you listen to me read this one last time, I want you to close your eyes, if you're not driving of course, and if you can, let yourself feel the joy that comes along with what is being described here. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Jesus, would you remind us that we can't do this alone, that there is so much goodness in loving community and that you designed us for it. Help us to pursue and prioritize this in our lives. I pray that this was an encouragement to you and a reminder of God's goodness. May God bless you today and may the peace of Jesus rest on you this week.